0: No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Mecenic. Let's dig in.
1: Sugar.
0: Like- Welcome to episode 178, Success Panel Interviews hello 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 oh my gosh we just wrapped for the second annual stop over drinking and start living the conference it was amazing oh my gosh we had over 150 women sign up for this conference and for the first time i hosted a very special select few in my home to be featured on our panel interview, which is this week's podcast. So I I interviewed three women who have been in the program about where they were with alcohol, where they are now, some of their added benefits of doing this work with me, and you can hear their stories. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, and I'm accepting applications into the six-month coaching program, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, and we're kicking it off June 1st. So you should click through and apply so you can get results like theirs. Thank you so much ladies for coming to my home, participating in the conference and sharing what is possible. Welcome. We have three amazing women here that are demonstrating to you what's possible. And I want you to believe that it's possible for you too. And I and me too, okay? I would this wasn't always me. I was somebody just like you that decided to intentionally work on this and work on myself and We've created all this today, so there's going to be some tears, for sure. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please to you know turn off your your Facebooks and your emails and your cell phones and really focus here for the next hour. Or so, so we're gonna start with Coach Steph. Coach Steph was never coached, wasn't Coach Steph before. So, Coach Steph, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what was happening with you? you know, before you found Angela and how you were feeling and what was happening with alcohol
2: before I found you, um, gosh, my life was a fucking mess. I, which I didn't, I knew at the time, but I didn't know at the time because everybody in my circle was doing the same thing. Um, but I legit was drinking 25 to 30 drinks a week and uh, do the math that's a lot and that's in a normal week that's not a holiday week that's not a vacation week that's not you know even date night week it's just that's just how it was just all the time partying and had small kids and I just felt angry a lot of the times Um, my days I would be pretty much pissed off about everything but at night, I would be sad about everything. So, like, I, I definitely was put on the happy face that everything is wonderful in my life. Um, but I really was very unhappy and very sad.
0: What would make you angry, like during the day, then?
2: Anything that my husband or my children did. Damn <laughs> Damn
1: husbands! Those damn
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, he would be too cheerful in the morning and it's fucking morning, what's wrong with you? Or he wouldn't, he'd come home from work and then he would go in, change his clothes and go sit on the couch and turn on the TV while I was cooking dinner. Like he didn't do that right. In the morning, he I was pissed that he wouldn't leave me alone. At night, I was pissed that he didn't want to be with me. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of like angsty, there was, anger. and like
2: in, I like I, I I distinctly remember in the mornings, like getting the kids to school, and if it didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to go, I would yell and scream, and and I and I, this is what make me cry. I I distinctly remember I would take them to the bus stop, and they and I had been a raving bitch to them in the morning. I'd put them on the bus. And then I would go home and I would just like cry because I couldn't believe that I just treated them that way. And now they're, that's how they're going to school with that of their mother screaming at them all morning. Like, and that memory just came up right now. Like, I didn't think about that before, yeah. but.
0: Yeah, and you so know. like you would carry that with you throughout the day. And then definitely we, before <laughs> you didn't know that your feelings and all that were pl- at play here. And exactly. that you were, I mean, you probably did a little bit. You were like, definitely- would say things like you're taking the edge off and oh for sure yeah.
2: like it's been you know it's been such a, a bad day or such a busy day. I was definitely one of those people on Facebook in the morning that would be like oh, my day is so busy today. I had to get the kids to school and then I have to go to PTO and then I have to be the treasurer of the PTO and then I have to go shopping and then I have to make dinner and do laundry. Like every day I was like that kind of cranky thing. Mm-hmm. So I totally mm-hmm. knew um, but definitely trying to you know, pretend that everything was fine.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, that whole thing of mothers trying to be perfect all the time, like, we're not allowed to. It wasn't normal to talk about being angry with your kids or like, I ch- just treated my kids like shit. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like shameful to hold on to that all yeah. day. Yeah. And then when night would come, and it started that I wouldn't start drinking until after they went to bed. And then it started with, you know, like, I can't read this book fast enough because I just need to get down there and have Mm. a drink to to calm myself down from the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I just want you all to know like their story of like what it looked like and what it felt like for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So like there was intense emotions, you know, and guilt and shame. Like I talk about that all the time, right? Like how the shame and the guilt, we think we should be hard on ourselves for yelling at the kids or for over drinking or whatever it is that we do that we don't really like about ourselves, but it just keeps us in that pattern. Right. So that would just repeat itself over and over again. And then the drinking would creep up sooner and all that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. We're Mm going to come back to what it's like now. So that was the before. That was the before. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Suzanne, why don't you just? Oh, and I just wanted to um, just do a little intro to like Steph. Where where do you live? How old are you? Just give us a little.
2: Um, I live in New York City, but I am a Jersey Shore girl. I live in New York because my husband wants to live in New York right now, <laughs> um, and I'm 52. Thank
1: so, you. thank you, Suzanne. Gosh, welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm 68, and I live in California. And um, let's see. I feel like I've been drinking all my life, you know, just since, gosh, since I was 13, just forever off and on. And, um, it's just been constantly, uh, comparing competing, um, feeling less than, um, in and out of relationships, um, it just um, it really caught up in kind of a fog. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you feel like you're like, you know, as you became an adult and like your professional life and stuff, like, was that just sort of like foggy, still kind of like trying to fit in? I know you and I talk, you've been coached a lot on yeah. your family dynamics and like how you show up and like you would judge yourself around those you know, other people and compare yourself a lot. Talk about what that felt like.
1: Yeah, that was in in not only work, but in my family life Mm -hmm. and um, around my family. I always had a lot of thoughts of I'm less than I don't measure up. It never it was never good how you ever looked. It was always how you always felt inside, which Mm -hmm. was always. I'm just not, not as good. I'm not Mm -hmm. missing it. There's something I'm missing. Mm -hmm. And so
0: like when you would go to like a family event or something like that, like tell me about the drinking and what would happen.
1: I would generally pre-drink before I go Mm -hmm. because I can't imagine going into a function with not being a little bit buzzed, you know, at least having a couple glasses of wine. Mm -hmm. And um, then I would just, I, even though I drank, I really um, always, I never felt like I um, fit in and even drinking didn't, it it just intensified that feeling of not fitting in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I you know you've mentioned that before, like it just increases all of that yes. self-consciousness and doubt and anxiety, right? It was like, yeah. I call with, you know, people that have sort of like an underlying state of anxiety, you know, and then they drink on top of that. It's like throwing gasoline on the fire. Yeah. And so I, know, I remember when we first started working together, which was exactly one year ago, Suzanne I know. <laughs> signed up to work with me at the conference last year, which I didn't even realize until last night at dinner. Yeah. 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 So what was happening for you at that time? Like what had had you tried different things to stop over drinking? Like what what was going on? And like what made you decide to like really go in at 67 years old? I
1: know. Yeah. Um, probably well, I did the I'll have two glasses of wine or I'll go from wine to I used to drink vodka and I, I thought that would work. And I don't consciously, like we were talking about last night, I don't remember. Um, exactly how I found you I think it was Facebook or something like that mm-hmm. and it just was the right time the right connection something was right yeah yeah I'm gonna cry Aww.
0: get her a tissue
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think last night at dinner you said you saw me dancing or something at the conference and you yeah Oh, it's okay. It's good. You're amazing. Yes, we'll get we'll we'll give you a second and come Sorry. back to <laughs> what Suzanne feels like now. And um, oh yeah, yeah. Can you hand me a tissue too, please? Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Uh-huh.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Oh, Claire. Well, me.
0: Claire, <laughs> tell us your age, where um, you live, all my that kind of stuff.
3: I am 57 years old, and I am from Tampa, Florida. I've lived in Tampa almost my whole life. Uh, my story with alcohol is, um, uh, I actually met my husband in a bar. So I've been probably uh, drinking about 40 years, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, uh, we. I always like to tell the story that we would pride ourselves on the fact that my husband and I agreed to do booze-free Mondays. And so that was like a big oh, deal. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but <laughs> so the rest of the week, I would say on average, like, and this is before pandemic times, I would probably drink during the week maybe three glasses of wine, and then on the weekends could be four, five, six, and then after the pandemic started, um, it was probably five glasses of wine a night. Wow. We still did our booze-free Mondays, but five glasses
0: of wine a night. Wow. So yeah. tell us a little bit about like why you think you were drinking. Like Maybe you didn't recognize it then you know, but what do you feel like was going on in your mind? And like, what were you worried about? What were you using it for? Do you think to, um,
3: I think now that I look back on it, I would say a lot of it was boredom. Mm. I do remember one coaching call that you did. And what you said really, really hit home with me was like, Oh, you told this one client you were like, it's like end of the night, it's boring as shit. (laughs) And I just want a glass of wine just to like get through the night or get through the folding of the clothes or the doing of the dishes or the cooking of the food or, and I was like, yes, that's it. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. You know? So I was using it for that. And also I think probably on the opposite end to enhance, you know, having fun, like it would Mm -hmm. just be, you know, fun going out to dinner in the pool, you know, dinner parties, so things like that. So now that I look back, I think those were the two reasons. Yeah.
0: So like you were trying to feel more excitement yeah. More fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you probably had the the standard belief system that alcohol
3: makes things <laughs> yeah, better. It makes things mm-hmm. more fun. Yeah. Also, like yeah. the I deserve this is my only vice. Mm-hmm. I deserve this. I work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I can have a couple glasses of wine. Mm-hmm.
0: So. so tell us a little bit about like how you were feeling about how much you were drinking at the time. Like what would go through your mind about your relationship with alcohol?
3: Okay. So my story would be. That um, I would like wake up in the morning and feel like shit and frustrated and angry. Count how many glasses of wine I had to just have the night before, and then oh, I'm not ever doing that again. And then at three o'clock, three thirty in the afternoon, it's like, well, I guess I can have one glass of wine. Of course, that was never the case. Would always be, you know, two or three, and I would start the cycle over again. Wake up in the middle of the night. How many glasses of wine did I have? Plan out. Well, if I just, you know, I could just plan out this, you know, glass of wine here, you know, glass of Chardonnay, then I have a glass of red, then I have a glass of Chardonnay. That's okay. That's three glasses. And it just never worked. It was just frustrating cycle over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: had you tried anything before? Like any intentional
3: effort to... Um. Yeah. I mean, I would like you know, my journal would be filled with you know, I overdrank last night. I've got to get this under control. But I just couldn't do it on my own. And I know I told you latest last night at dinner, about you know, I had done some three months through, um, uh, self coaching scholars. But it was such a broad overview of just general life coaching and not specific to over drinking that. Yeah. I. I did it, but I wasn't that successful. It just didn't have the detail that your program has. It just didn't, it didn't click with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Anything else that came, come up with hearing your stories that you feel like you want to share with the people that are watching right now?
2: I just, I I was just thinking about what Suzanne and I um, were saying last (laughs) night about just even like we couldn't imagine like going out in nature, like we were talking about going in the woods and nature and the camping and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing any of that stuff without bringing alcohol. And we had this whole conversation about like, I'd be like, well, I have my six bottles of wine. What are you bringing? <laughs> is that enough? Well, this is mine. Don't, Don't touch you mine, touch it. but I'll take yours. And I was even talking <laughs> last night about like my husband, I would watch him pour the wine and I'd make sure that we got equal amounts. And then he'd leave the room and I'd sip out of his glass and I'd and I'd be like, I don't know, you drank all your wine. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know why he didn't catch on, but he did. Oh God. But Thank I God. just distinctly remember the keeping keeping track of, you know, he just poured himself more wine, but he didn't pour myself more, me more wine. Like he's getting more than I'm getting. So I'm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just that whole rigor mole. It was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I
3: feeling like, you
0: know,
3: you're not getting it. My whole thing is like, it's not enough. I'm not getting enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's start with you, Claire. So like now, so like, just tell them like a, a general overview of like what it's been like like you decided to join the program, right? You went in on the materials, got coaching and stuff. But like Claire, I think one of the reasons why I asked her here is because she still drinks Mm -hmm. and so does Steph. Suzanne is on a sabbatical right now, but there's a range of ways that people have chosen and empowered themselves to have their relationship (laughs) with alcohol. And Claire is just like, she was very consistent and made small changes Mm -hmm. from the very beginning to get where she is now. I mean, she's been, this is about 18 months that she's been working with me Mm -hmm. and she's been very intentional. And like yesterday, we talked a lot about making small changes and getting good and confident in those changes. And like stacking, like, so we're good, we've got this part of the change that we want to make. Okay, now let's, let's turn up the dial a little bit. And Claire is just a really good example of that. So can you share Mm -hmm. a little bit about what that looked like and what you did to go from, you know, pandemic, let's say five glasses of wine a night, taking one day off a week to, you know, now you're just doing like couple nights on the right. weekend, right. two glasses of wine, right. which is a huge reduction, yeah. like yeah. a 90% reduction in alcohol. So tell them what that looked like. Okay.
3: So my original goal, uh, my original six month goal was I wanted uh, three alcohol free days a week. And I wanted to reduce my one consumption by just one glass from what I was currently drinking. And if I could do that, I would have been like, just blown away. So, um, uh, my, um, my, I started following the program. I think I started with just like maybe two alcohol free days. I mean, and then I looked back through my journal and my goal and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be a three. I better like step it up, get to three. So I got to three. And then, um, I, you know, and I was trying to just, you know, reduce the amount that I was drinking by like one glass. And it, I would always just try to challenge myself a little bit more. So I remember in the beginning, I felt very, um, very self-conscious. Like I wasn't as far along as some people or some people are quitting drinking completely. And I compared myself to a lot of people and told me not to do that. (laughs) Stop comparing yourself. So I started to be very comfortable with my own pace. And then I would just challenge myself a little bit. So I did a wine-free work week and that was my first one. And I do remember um, I had a, a breakthrough with that one, which was the the husband coming home from the dental appointment and he was going to do the wine-free work week with me, but he was like, I'm having a drink. And I just, I wanted to drink so bad that night. And I just said to myself, I'm not doing that. This is what you said you wanted to do. So just, you're just going to do it. And I woke up on Friday morning. I felt so amazing. And I felt I finally had like, had honored my commitment to me. And I did the wine-free work week. Um, and then I know I had gone to a, an event. The story was the barbecue, the chili, the chili dinner with my neighbor next door. And my husband had said, we're gonna go over to Marilyn's house. And, um, and I was like, doesn't he know I'm not supposed to be drinking? That's like my non-drinking guy. I got so <laughs> mad at him. And I went through this whole story in my head for a week. And I finally came to the realization that maybe I go, go to my neighbor's house and not have a glass of wine. I mean, I go to her house all the time and I don't drink. Why is yeah. this so different? It's just at night and we're having chili outside. And I went over there with my little bubbly waters and I said, you know, I'm fine. I'm drinking my bubbly waters. And so that was another success. So I would just like try to just challenge myself a little bit more and, um, and become more confident in, in me. So that's how my journey went, but it was very slow, but it was perfect for me. Now that I look back on it, it was perfect for me. You know, I did the seven days alcohol-free, the 10 days alcohol-free, you know, you know, weekends here and there, and I was like, okay, this is okay.
0: I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. And so now, tell them like, what what's an average week look like for you with alcohol? Um
3: An average week is usually, you know, no alcohol like Monday through Thursday. I like to have a couple glasses of wine on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I used to be like, let's say if we were going to go out to dinner, I'd have two glasses of wine at home, two glasses wine at the restaurant, a glass if not two when I got home. And now it's just like. You know okay, I'm gonna have two glasses of wine I'm gonna have, I have I'll have one at the restaurant and then I know I'm gonna want one when I when I get home so I plan to have one when I get home. Um, so that's was huge for me. I'm not a big day drinker. I'm not very good at day drinking. I just fall asleep so but I was always like it's five o'clock. let's go. Where's my glass of wine all yeah. the time yeah. You also know my challenges I used to have with the Chardonnay kicking around in the fridge, where I'd be pouring it into smaller bottles to get it out of the fridge. Yeah, and yeah. you know I don't. My husband don't drink my white wine. Like I would get so mad when people would drink my white wine. Like that's my white wine. And um, and now I mean I can just you know leave it in there and I'm fine. And yeah. it's, that was amazing too. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's those so,
0: little things like we don't realize how much energy and focus it is to manage that half a bottle oh of wine. God, right. Goodness. And like the intention that we give it and we worry, like the husband is going to, they going to get more than me? Or yeah. they that's, yeah. I was planning on, it was like yeah. that for me too. And it yeah. was just like super, like it just was at the forefront of your mind. So it's yeah. like the management of it, making sure you have it
1: mm-hmm.
0: going to the friend's house, making sure, like when you were saying about the camping, it's like, this is my six bottles. I'm like, I don't know what kind of alcohol they're going to serve. It's probably not going to be good enough for me. Right. And so I would like have to stop at the store and pick out all the time spent and reading about it and tasting it and all that blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And then how would I get home? Like the management of it all. It was just so time consuming, you know? And now that that's not there, I don't have to think about that stuff. Like, you know, I met your husband last night, (laughs) you know? And he's like, this has helped our relationship so much. Like, we could, that can be like kind of the next question. I wanna go to Suzanne, but I want you guys to start thinking about the other benefits of doing this work besides the reduction of the alcohol. I mean, the reduction of the alcohol is the end goal. Like, that's why people do this, but like, the, the side benefits of learning how to manage your mind, learning how to pause and not be so reactive to things within your mm. relationships and at work and all that has a huge benefit as well. So, Suzanne, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are right now with alcohol and a little bit, kind of, okay. you know, how it how it worked out for you in the beginning to where you are now?
1: Um, now I'm on a sabbatical, like you said, and I can't. I'm. I can't imagine having a drink now, only because I don't like that buzz feeling. It just seems to take me a little bit off. So for now it's working. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, what was the question? again? Oh, like,
0: (laughs) like how you started, it's like when you first joined, you were still drinking, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I first started, I was still drinking. As a matter of fact, I watched the conference with the vodka tonic, you know, thinking it was just great. And, um, then I, um, I put myself on a drink plan where I was doing one, 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 because I think at this time I was ready, mm-hmm. really ready to stop. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was ready to stop, but I was. Mm-hmm. And so I would just put one on my drink plan um, for months. And sometimes it worked it all. It usually always worked. I'd have a half a glass of wine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I play with that little buzz and I just kind of didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, um, I went for a week without drinking during the week. And I thought, wow, I can do this. And then I did another week and then it never went back. So that was, that's been, I would say since October, Wow, I haven't had any. And um, I've learned by the thought work, how to process. I, I never remember processing or urges because I just didn't like that buzz, mm-hmm. but I did have the thoughts in my head. I would have a thought like, oh, a glass of wine would be nice right now or a drink or something. And I would think it through like, well, think what it's going to be like in the morning. Mm-hmm. Think what it's going to be like if you, if you overdo it. And then my other thing was why, mm-hmm. why? Why?
0: just like asking yourself, what, what do I want it for? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like what would come up for you when you ask yourself that question? Like, what would the answer be?
1: I've heard you say this and I used to do this. I would play it all the way out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why do you even want to, to fool around with it for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. at this point? Because do you want to be like you were? Mm. That's what stopped. I, my brain could go all the way there and just say, do you want to be that way? And even if I get it, I mean I've traveled for the first time, um, no alcohol, nothing, you know, airport to airport, and it's it it comes into my mind, and I think it comes into your mind because your mind is trained to go there, mm-hmm. but you don't have to follow it. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to drink? And I think no, that's really kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's no, it wouldn't be. And it's okay.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's not a problem for you now. Right. When those thoughts come up, it's just like, oh, it's an idea. Right. But it's not like something, oh, it's just, that's just an idea. I don't have to follow through on that. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense to you now because of the work you've done that that's just our normal brain operating because it's an, if another situation or different circumstance now that is very familiar travel drink, right. Vacation drink. And you're like, oh yeah, of course I am being reminded that, that is what I used to do.
1: Everything drink. You know, yeah. It was like, <laughs> everything was drink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. it's that part of it is really been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And then when I got more into the program, the the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, the results, it just all comes together. And journaling is yeah. just so important. Yeah. To me. It's yeah. like a Bible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's easy. Even I've heard you say before, and if I talk too much, just tell me yourself. That's
0: okay, I love it. But love heard, I've heard it.
1: you say before, um, it, people are like, I don't want to journal. And I can relate to that because you're thinking about journaling and don't even think about it. Just sit down and write in your journal, I don't want to journal. Bing. Yeah, you're done, you got it. Yeah, And yeah. then walk away and then your brain will go, well, maybe I do want to write something in my journal. And then you can go back it's just been amazing. You guys, I mean, I'm, it's like a completely different person.
0: How do you feel about yourself now?
1: Oh like, my God.
0: Talk about the difference with your anxieties and your self doubt and your comparison. Like, I know that still happens, right? Cause it's your brain and all yeah. that, but like, yeah. what is the difference?
1: Oh, you're for me. Cause you saw me cry. I would cry at anything all the mm-hmm. time. And I still do. Cause we don't, we change, but we don't, we're still us. Yeah, yeah. But I'm much more confident. I'm not worried what other people think. Um, not half as much. It, mm-hmm. it enters my, my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I don't care because I, what you're talking about, it's, it's the truth. It's yeah. a fact. And um, I'm more awake. I feel I'm 68 and I feel like I'm 10, <laughs> you know, I, I run know around in airports, like it, everything is new it's I don't mean to sound melodramatic or anything but it is like a new life yeah it's no, definitely it's,
0: it's amazing it I is. feel the same way it is No crazy
1: shit yeah yes.
0: yeah it's so good right yeah and just like that you, just that you said yes to this opportunity at your age I mean yes. and you like believe that you could do that for yourself yes. right you know like that's amazing after I mean, well, how many years is that? I can't even do the math. 50 fucking years. I, can you
1: believe it? I
0: mean, I just have yes. the chills. 50 fucking years.
1: And I would also say anybody that is older, it's all up here and you can change it anytime. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would even think I shouldn't I, I mean I Go would think it. younger, <laughs> it would be harder. When you get my age and you're 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 a stick of the shit. Yeah. You know, you're like, why bother anymore? Mm-hmm um that's where i was. i yeah. was like, you know, who cares? Yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, it's it's just um and you wake up in the morning, you're clear, you're you've got my business is soaring.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I love be, that. Soaring. Love it.
1: Soaring. I'm doing stuff that i've never done before. I'm taking chances like i've never done before. Because i have to hurry. Because <laughs> <laughs> i'm older. That's my that thoughts. Those awesome. are my feelings. About it. I'm just yeah. like, I've got to do all this. I'm going to, I can build my business. I can believe in myself. I can grow. I can do all this. I can just do it. And I believe it. Oh my God. That's amazing. I'm going to cry.
3: Okay. Oh my God. I hope
0: you guys are listening to Suzanne right now. Seriously. She's just a perfect example of what's possible, like all of you guys. And listen, this is just three people who were willing to come here, Mm -hmm. right. And tell this, there's so many more of this, right? Like this is all totally possible. If you just believe in yourself a little bit and like, I believe in you, right. I know that anything is possible because I'm a living example of it. You know, I know what that feeling is like of before and after, you know, and it's, there's nothing like it. It's hard. There's there's still feelings that come in and things you have to work through, but having the tools to do that without needing fucking alcohol to do it is so freeing, so much freedom there. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Steph, what's life like for you now, Coach Steph? Life is fucking amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My life is amazing. I, um, I mean, when I... I found you because you popped up on my Facebook feed back in December of
0: 1999 1999 yeah 1999 no, no 2019, <laughs> 2019 <yeah. laughs> you know what I was thinking because of the we print party like, like it was yeah,
2: 1999 earlier so yeah in December and I had and. I'm sure you popped up on my Facebook feed because I had tried other things and, you know, I tried the whole, I'm not going to drink Monday through Friday, or I'm only going to have seven drinks in a week. Well, what exactly is a drink? Is it, you know, like, Oh my God,
0: I love those conversations. Let's get the know?
2: biggest glass. Like i fucking fine. And that's one Seriously. drink, you know, like that whole <laughs> shit, you know, it fits the bottle, but it's
3: a drink, Oh my god, you
2: know, and you popped up on my feed and I just, I just knew that there was something about you, I just connected with you like right away. And it's been quite a journey. And I I like to tell the story that I found out on Christmas Eve, I got the email from Angela, that I was accepted into the program. And I cried. And I emailed thinking that this was like a robot or something. (laughs) Like, I emailed back, thank you so much. I can't wait to start this. And like within on Christmas Eve, within like five minutes i got a response and i was then she's like i can't wait to meet you too there's so there's there's women like you like the empty nesters as my husband and i were getting ready to be empty nesters or word just started and i was freaking out about it and she's like there, there's there's other empty nesters and i know that this can work for you and i i typed back holy fuck, you're a real person like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh my god she responded right away thank you. And it was the best, like, I just remember being like, this is the best Christmas present I ever could have given myself, my husband, my family. Like, I mean, like Angela said, I do still drink and, and I still play around with my drink plans, but I've gone things that I've never done. Well, I haven't done in a long time, like go on girls trips during a pandemic and not Drinking or having one drink the entire week. I remember making my plan and, like, I want to. I've been adventurous and stuff, and I've done things, but like to go rock climbing with like a fucking hangover is like I'm not only dangerous, but fucking miserable. But like, I remember planning for this vacation. And I like, I want to wake up in the morning and I want to be ready to go, ready to take on the day, take on any activity, adventure. I'm not going to miss out on a fucking thing. And, and it worked. And I, like, I feel like one of my biggest success, successes is when Greg and I went to Vegas in September and Vegas was always, you know, a drink fest from beginning to end. And I went there with no drama. I had made my drink plan. I stuck to my drink plan. I didn't, I think me, I had maybe one or two glasses of wine at dinner, but it wasn't wake up in the morning and have a Bloody Mary and then drink by the pool all day and then be like fucking drunk before dinner even hit. It was like it was amazing. And to be able to go to Vegas and not drink. like to How me. How much
0: money did you save? Oh, her? fuck.
2: <laughs> a lot of fucking like, money. I, no, you, should, right. you should
0: mention that. So like I asked Coach stuff. you know, I just want to know, like, what were you spending on alcohol? Yeah, what was that?
2: 26,000 easy, easy. And that, I mean, I did the math and I was like, like for normal, um, like a normal date night, Friday night for us was we had a favorite restaurant and our martinis would be on the bar before we even got out of the car. And then we'd share a bottle of wine, but we were friends with the bartender. So like when that wine was done, it'd be like, you know, oops, here's some more, oops, here's some more, oops, here's some more. I go home. I would say I wasn't going to have a Cosmo when I got home, I'd get home, I'd have a Cosmo. Um, So yeah, easy, easy 26 grand a year on booze. Easy.
0: So you went through the program. And then you got some nudges to go become a life coach because Steph is just as like a natural supporter, mentor inside the coaching program, like cheering people on in the Facebook group, like got regular coaching, just like as real as she is, is exactly what she was like in that program. She did not hold back. And here's Edie. She decided that she needed to be celebrated too. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, you know, and then I'm like, mommy, you should seriously consider you know, I just want everybody.
2: I didn't believe in myself for a really long time. I, I didn't think like now I think I'm a fucking catch. Like I didn't think I, I thought my husband was better than me. I thought that I, I just like was the odd couple. Like I didn't belong on his arm. I wasn't a great wife. I did things for my kids, but I never felt like I was a great mom and after doing the program i just i feel so good about myself again and like believe in myself again and i just and my relationship with my husband and kids is so fucking strong right now and i just want everybody to have what i have now like you know and i um at 52, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, but at 52, I like fucking turned my life, like 50, I guess when I started with you, but fucking turned my life around. Like, and I'm living my fucking best life right now. Like I am not holding back, you know? I'm doing everything. That yeah. is, every opportunity that is presented to me, I'm fucking doing.
3: You're
0: amazing. And <laughs> she's an amazing coach. Well, she loves I have everybody. an amazing
2: coach that <laughs> that helped me become so like knowing coach. this,
0: like on that Christmas Eve, you know, almost two years ago, right? Or was it is it two and a half years ago? I, I, guess I don't it's know. It's around two half, years. Yeah. Had you known any of this stuff, like your focus, like, I just want to stop over drinking, but like let's just talk about the other side effects. I think that's a perfect what are how are we doing on time? Okay, so we'll we'll do one more round here of like the Um, side effects besides the reduction in alcohol, the relationships, like let's just talk about the additional benefits of doing this work and working on your mind and your feelings. We'll start with Claire and then we'll we'll leave about 15 minutes for you guys to ask questions. So you guys can put those in the chat. Um, Now, if you want, if you have questions, call out who you want to ask the question to. So like (laughs) at Claire, at Suzanne, at Steph in the chat, if you have a specific question for them and we'll get those up in the queue. But Claire, tell us like, besides reducing how much you're drinking, like what else has improved?
3: Um, So for me, I would say um, the relationship with my husband has improved and um, uh, I told him what I was doing. I was honest with him. I told him what I was doing and he was very scared that i was going to stop drinking you know completely and i said no but um, because i have to do this for myself and i didn't ask him to join me but he kind of sort of just has naturally came along um but my relationship but not just the drinking part of my relationship sorry um (laughs) has improved but just our relationship (laughs) in general um i i i was pretty patient with him before but now with the relationships course the dropping the manual course that i've learned how to do on people i've improved my relationship with um one of my siblings um and just people that i work with i i used to have like a very much of of a trigger irritation with people like at work like why are they sending me this fucking email don't they understand the answer to the question you know just bam (laughs) yeah and just irritated and then you know want to go home and have a drink and then um So I just take a deep breath and nothing's gone wrong and just breathe and process. And um, I've had a couple of times when, you know, I really maybe wanted to have a drink really bad. I know I posted that in the Facebook group, like Mm -hmm. I'd be at work and it's just a long day tired. And I would find myself going out to the car. And I know you told this to one of the clients one time. Use the drive home to process those urges and I'd get in the car and I'd be like oh good I get to process my urges <laughs> drive home and then by the time I got <laughs> home 20 minutes later I was fine um, I know I
0: love it when you guys get like you get mad at me for like telling you what to do and then like you do it and then it helps you drink less and yeah. then you're like okay thanks Angela
3: <laughs> yeah um I actually started meditating recently which is something I've always wanted to do I find uh it's that's just started like two like literally two weeks ago and um that's been very helpful um I feel much more calm much more present much more um uh just I just have a better sense of feeling about myself like Steph was saying like maybe she didn't think she was a very good person or a good mom or a good wife um, I used to think maybe I wasn't very smart. Yeah. Um, and now I just don't even have those feelings anymore. You know, I don't feel like anybody's better than me or I'm better than anybody else. Um, so I go through the day with a greater sense of calmness and presence and appreciation for everything. So, so that, those are my changes. Thank you. <laughs> Suzanne.
1: I still have it all. <laughs> I mean, it's just aware, aware. That you're just aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I still I'm, went, what was the original question? It's you just know like, what I else? Know.
0: What are the other benefits that you've experienced besides reduction in how much you're drinking? Like, what is, like, what's different about your life or your relationships and things like relationships
1: that? Relationships Were- are, are much, because I haven't had really good relationships. I've had, um, was married once and then had a couple of relationships after that. And um, a lot of them were affected because of drinking. And Mm -hmm. I was really, really felt bad about that. That maybe if I didn't drink so much, I might have not be be single right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I think what I'm noticing now is that if I'm in a, I was in a relationship and I was able to really back up and really look at it. Like what's, what's really good for you this time, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And even though I'm this age, I'm still, Still wanting to have somebody in my life, of course. Um, so it's what it's done for me by using these steps is just gotten me very aware mm-hmm. of how what I'm thinking and how it progresses. And I still go, even though I do feel like I'm in a, a little bit of a different like a meditative state almost sometimes, almost sometimes. <laughs> um, more sometimes than almost. And I, I still go and I judge people and I, that, all that still happens. I just don't believe it. Yeah. It's just like constant chatter mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm noticing my relationship with my family is different. Um, they're, they're now even wondering what am I doing? You know, they know what I'm doing, but they won't because they all drink too. Yeah. And that's the other thing we all drank. So this is very foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're nervous to ask me, you know, what is it you're doing? Because they're afraid what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> that it yeah, be, you know. They don't want to like, have, have so, their baby
0: taken away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
1: so easy. It's like, well, all mm-hmm. I do is not drink. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what about all the other, you know, in this, there isn't any other. So um,
0: and you mentioned like the, one of the side effects I've coached you on many times is your work and like how to oh, plan and like stay productive because you work for yourself too, right? Yeah. I have yeah. my
1: own business and I've never believed in it. I always thought and this has changed drastically in the past three months. I would say that I'll, I'll go on a new, um, I'm on a new search and I'll, I, I'll think, I used to think, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. Well, that's a fucking thought. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a fucking suit. <laughs> no, it <laughs> is. A it's not even real. And when you see that, you can do fucking anything. Yeah. I mean, age, whatever, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. And my business has tripled since this. I'm serious, triple. So good. I keep telling my sister. I said, I've got another search coming in. She's like, go do it. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she thinks the bubble is going to burst and she has no idea that it's just starting. starting. It's just starting. So good. Yeah. So, so it amazing. just, if you're just it just yeah like the journaling, just write that yeah. down and then just, just keep going. It's amazing. Thank you.
0: Cool. All right, Amanda, can I have your computer and um, I'm going to read some questions for y'all.
3: Let's ah, so all just collectively take another big okay, deep breath. Bit. Can I just say that, like, <sighs> we didn't plan our outfits? We did not plan. No, this. we did not. It's amazing. We all just came in red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all all just, in red. Okay, great.
0: Cool. Thank you. Okay. Steph. Yeah. There's just so many amazing comments Aww. and thank yous and Aww. awesome things. So, um, Steph, what do you mean that you play around with your drink plan? And how did your husband adjust to your major reduction in drinking?
2: Um, My husband still drinks. I never once made this my journey. I never made it his journey as well, which I think as wives, we tend to do a lot, like with diets, what you're doing, what I'm doing, because it's easier for me if you do it too. I never made it about him. I never... Since I started, I don't say you drank too much. He gets drunk. I I'll go in the other room. Um, and he 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 has reduced how much he drinks a great bit, but not by me saying he had to do anything, just by you know, by association. Mm -hmm. So he he was fine with it. I I was honest with him from the beginning of what, what I was doing and he didn't even say he wasn't worried that I was going to be like, well, you have to drink less too. Cause it just, it never even entered my mind to say that. Um, and as far as playing around with my drink plan, I I've, I've played around like with like going away on vacation. Like, do I have one a day? Do I have none? Or, um, you know, some weeks I, Plan zero in another weeks. So if I know we're going to be out on a Friday night, I plan to have a couple. But then the f- next Friday night when we go out, I plan to have zero. So it's just still like you know, I'm not my my goal was not as um, refined as Claire's was. I wasn't exactly. I just knew I wanted to drink less, but I wasn't exactly sure like what exactly I want it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I still play around with it. I still toy around with taking a long-term break and, you know, just, I'm just kind of like taking it week by week Mm -hmm. without making any like.
0: Yeah, it's more like the playing around with it is like, for me, that's like, Oh, you know, I want to just experiment what it's like to not drink on the weekend. Exactly. So like a lot of people want to, if I could just drink a couple of glasses of wine on the weekend, that would be their ultimate goal. But it's like, still, you know, what I, especially these women, I mean, they've, you know, they're VIPs, they've been working with me for a while. I'm like what would it be like for you not, especially with Claire, like what would it be like to like not drink on the weekend? If you are still really attached to that and you can't imagine not drinking in the weekend, that's why I just did that wine free weekend challenge because people needed to practice, right? Like what it's like to not drink on the weekend. Like we should, it's still like, when you think about your relationship with alcohol, if it feels impossible to do or to do something without, or, you know, without drinking, that's just something you want to look at. I'm not saying you have to do it, but like we shouldn't have that. I need it in any mm-hmm. situation. So when Steph is saying I'm playing around with it, she wants to experience all the things with planning and without. And just to be comfortable in all the situations with both, well,
2: and right? And to realize that Friday is just another day. Yeah. Saturday is just another day. Yes. Why does it make it taboo to drink on a Tuesday, right. but it's okay to drink yeah. on a Friday exactly. and Saturday? Exactly. So it's, just,
0: you know. so it's just like, so that you have confidence knowing that doesn't really matter what's happening in your life, exactly. where you're at, what the social plans are, you can take it or leave it. I mean, exactly. that's the ultimate freedom in there, right? It's Good. Okay. Lisa, to everyone. how do you disconnect your desire from wanting the buzz a bit and connecting it to thinking it elevates so many events i.e the weekend i'm going to read it again yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like how how do you disconnect your desire for wanting to kind of so when i when people ask me about the buzz it's like when they say i want that buzz it's really that they want to stop thinking and disconnect from whatever is happening in their life, right? They like that blankety, buzzy feeling. And so the question is, um, how do you disconnect your desire from wanting that buzz and connecting it to thinking it
3: elevates so many events? Uh, I can, I can say what, but the first thing that came to my mind would be, I think once you start to do the work in the program, you don't like really feel like you need to have that buzz. So mm-hmm. the reason you want to have that buzz is like shut down, shut down your thoughts and feelings, or your stresses of the day, or going to a party or wedding and having fun. You don't you don't need that anymore because you can manage your mind in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, um, I don't like when I you know plan my drinks. I don't you know I have to say that I used to be like the fucking weekend i get to go get drunk this is great oh my god you know and now i can't even remember the last time i had that thought like mm-hmm. i can't believe i used to think that but that's how it used to be mm-hmm. like it's i can really let loose now like i wasn't letting go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now i can just double it up you know um so i just feel like i don't i don't have to buffer i don't have to have the buzz i don't have to um have you know you can ha- have the alcohol to make things more fun and enhance the fun, and you can have fun without alcohol. I think that was a big step for me was knowing I could have fun without alcohol. I could have you know just a beautiful you know time, um, and I've challenged myself with other events like you know family functions, going out to dinner, going to dinner parties um, without alcohol, and it's it's fine it's actually maybe sometimes even more enjoyable because you remember what happened. Yeah. 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 Um, I think when,
0: when people ask that, they're like, so when, when we coach together, it's like, you know, we have a chance to talk directly. I'm like, so, tell me why you want the buzz? Like, what are you hoping to leave behind? What are you mm-hmm. hoping to disconnect from? And then that's when we get to the root of why we're using alcohol, right? So it's like, if you could process these feelings throughout the week and look at how you're thinking about things and, and work on that, you would have a desire less to escape from your life. And so that desire for that buzz just goes down mm-hmm. when you're willing to look at that stuff. I think this yeah, is a good what, way yeah, to look at I it. That's
3: how I'm yeah. How I see it. Yeah. And then once you're, you're aware that you can handle all of these situations without a buzz mm-hmm. or alcohol to get through it, then you realize you don't, you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay.
0: Um, Allison, to everyone, how do you base your drink plans weekly? I can do it 24 hours at a time, but how do you plan for the week? I guess I think my drinking is all tied up in how I'm feeling in the moment. Mm. Want me to say
2: oh well, you don't think so you're zero <laughs> yeah. zero zero oh, okay. all the time. I, mean, okay. I just I, I you know I just don't make it mean anything the different days I just sit down and plan sometimes and like I said sometimes I plan for zero and sometimes I plan if we're going out to dinner but I don't know it's just not it used to be hard to do and I used to spend a lot of time agonizing over it but anymore I'm just like you know what what do I what do I want to have accomplished by the end of this week? What do I want to have, you know, done? Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. It, it's funny that how there used to be so much thought involved in it. And now there's, there used to be a lot of drama about yeah, it.
0: Yeah. We were talking about that last year. It's like the angst. It so was like, should yeah. it be two? Should it be three? What, are, what if somebody invites me to something? I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. to so like answer this question. It's like, you're still thinking about alcohol as a tool. Mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better or to enhance whatever it is that you're doing. So when you plan, if you join the six month program, I encourage you to make a weekly drink plan. So we make those decisions seven days in advance, and we untie what you're drinking to how you think you might feel. Mm-hmm. And then when those feelings come in, because they always do, because we're humans, you have an opportunity to process that and feel that, right? And heal, And interrupt that cycle that you've used alcohol to escape from. So that's why we do it that way. And, you know, the bare minimum is not making decisions around alcohol 24 hours in advance. Like we don't make same day decisions around alcohol because that's usually coming from the part of your brain that is seeking that pleasure and avoiding that emotional pain or enhancing whatever emotion that you want to enhance in that moment. And it's not having your higher brain engage and what your goals are so we don't want to make those decisions at least 24 hours in advance well that and
2: that was one of the biggest things that that you had said in the beginning
0: um
2: that i used quite often the first six months i was with you was that if something did come up as long as it's before 24 hours and i could just tell myself i can have it tomorrow it's not Mm -hmm. on my plan for tonight it's not fucking going anywhere
0: yeah. You know, that all the alcohol is
2: not going to disappear yeah. overnight yeah. so I can have it tomorrow if I want. And most of the time that got me through and I didn't even have it the next mm-hmm. day. Cause by that time that that desire was over and yeah. just, just know, just being like, I can't have it. Like I didn't want to do that. It was, I can have it. I can do whatever yes. I want, but you know what? Wait 24 hours. Yes. And that, that got me really
0: far. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Alexis, it sounds like a lot of thought unpacking. That's the thing. It's like the thoughts are in there. And you guys, you're carrying around all of this shit anyway, and you're using alcohol to escape it. And then you think about alcohol and like, it doesn't help you address or fix any of your problems. Right? So it's like a lot of people are scared to go in and do this work that we're talking about and like, look at their feelings and what they're thinking about things. But it's affecting your life if you don't do that, right? So it's like you can do and just follow a plan and not drink if you want to, but you're not going to actually improve your life. You're not going to actually get to the root of why you're drinking if you don't do that. And I'll agree, like it's not, not everybody wants to do that and they'll just carry on with their life. I would make that decision for yourself though. Like this is something that I don't want to do and then move on. And like not beat yourself up when you overdrink, and just like accept where you are and work on that. But if you do want to move past this and you do want to feel the way these women do and the way I do, you're already suffering. <laughs> you are already okay. suffering with what you think about yourself and how much you're drinking and what you feel like in the morning. Unpacking your thoughts feels a lot less painful than that it really does. It's actually helping you. And when you excavate this stuff, it's processing, it's getting it out of your brain. So you don't have to carry that around with you anymore. So it's work, but there's a payoff in the end, what you're suffering with right now with over drinking, there's no payoff, right? So it's like, you're going to suffer either way, like choose your pain. Is it going to help your life or is it going to keep you stuck? And I think we're all here to tell you that it's worth Digging into and excavating the shit. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it's, it's, you can't avoid what you think you're avoiding by not doing it. You just, it's, you're going to feel it regardless. And you're just adding, yeah, great, you know,
2: shame and stuff on top. Yeah, it's just not a
0: good time. I think we can all agree. It's just like, it's not fun anymore, right? Like the fun is over. Like maybe we could, like we. T- I talked about that podcast episode, like the the whole picture of what is fun, right? That's the name of the podcast. And it's like, maybe for like that 40 minutes when you've got that perfect buzz going, but the rest of the picture is just not fun, right? It's just not. So it's not worth it. That's what I think. I'm like, it's just really not worth that few minutes of like that euphoric feeling that you get, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You're so welcome. Any other questions? How are we doing on time? Oh, we're at noon. So that's it. Unless anybody has any final questions for them, anything that you want them to know or hear from you before we break for lunch and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna do hot seat coaching. It's gonna be super fun. And I'm gonna talk to you about after hot seat coaching about the six month program and get into more of the details there as well. But any final comments, parting words? I wanna say that like
2: you get to choose the hard hard to listen to your thoughts and deal with your thoughts or you give into the urge and you drink and then the next day it's hard because you have now you have that shame and a hangover and you feel like crap. So either way, it's hard, like what you were just saying, but you get to choose which hard you want to do and which hard is going to benefit your life.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Right? so worth yeah. it. It
0: really is.
1: I was thinking one thing too, is that when you decide to do this or you decide to decide, which is really cool. Don't overthink it. Just take it slow. Don't, don't think, am I, you're going to think, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Just, just decide you're just sick of what you had, you know, or decide to decide. Yeah. And then don't, don't think 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 too much. What you're saying
0: too is like, don't, don't think so far in the future. What is it going to happen with my family and friends? How am I going to handle this vacation? How am I going to handle this social situation? This is my whole life. Like don't do that. Just one day at a time, really. I hate saying that, I really do. But it really is, like, (laughs) what is in front of you right now? (laughs) You know, those are big decisions, right? Those little decisions that we make in this 24-hour period that we have really shape what is going to happen in the future. And we don't need to go down the path of what ifs and who's going to say this and da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, just right now. Just believe that you can do this and make a small decision. Okay,
3: I'll do my. My two cents. Um, I would say that, you know, we're all here for the same reason you're all yep. at this conference for the same reason. I mean, it's kind of comforting for me to know that there were people at women out there that were just like me. I just thought I was the only one who was struggling mm. with this. And why can't I just drink like a normal person? And like, what is a normal person? <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't exist by the way. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there, and you know, I, I, I used to tell Angela, I'm like, I was afraid to tell people that I was in this program. Like I would tell my husband, don't say anything, that I'm in this program. You know, like I was, I was ashamed and now I don't give a shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling everyone. Yeah. I've joined the stopover drinking program. Oh really? I'm like, yeah. And, but it's so much more than that. I mean, so much more than just stopping drinking. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we all have the same thoughts and feelings about alcohol and our lives and there's differences of course, but Um, I think uh, the community all brings us together. And I think that once you like start to unpack it all and if you can find the confidence in yourself, like I found in myself, um, it's it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
0: All right, well, thank you all so much. Oh my gosh, thank you, Steph, Claire, Suzanne. Y'all are amazing. Okay, who wants results like that? Click through. Get your applications in and I can't not wait to celebrate you in six months from now. Talk to you all soon.